listen carefully. This is my show. Radio. 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 Radio therapy. Radio. K-R-A-F. The T. The Y. Greetings and salutations, my friends. Welcome back to Radio Therapy. This is another episode. Yeah. Yep, they keep coming. They keep going. Uh, I haven't stopped yet. Although I will say, I <laughs> I took a couple of days off, uh, like from thinking about the podcast. Like obviously, I was still like you know promoting it and things like that. But I took a couple of days off. Just uh, I, I I had no idea what my next episode was going to be about, and I kind of like just now like just going to record this i was like hold on a minute what like how do i start these things off what do i do like what it was it was like i'd never done it before even though like you know i'm the one that does it uh, and i've I've done it three times so far this is episode four but uh yeah my mind wasn't in the podcast just now when i hit record to to greet all of you lovely lot so uh yeah i mean don't worry i figured it out i know what i'm doing i think (laughs) Today, what we're going to be talking about, as you can see by the title, is are posthumous albums appropriate? Like, we're talking about albums that came out after the artist died. And uh, I kind of think this is is interesting and and kind of weird. And uh, I don't know, being someone that, you know, makes music myself, like I I find it weird to think that if I died, would, would anyone... I mean, not on my level, like nobody really would give a shit. But like if I, I don't know, if I was like famous or some shit, if I was well known, would someone release some of my unreleased songs? And and, and how would they like, I don't know how I'd feel about it. Obviously, I'd be dead, so I wouldn't feel anything about it. I wouldn't give a shit. But, you know, what would it sound like? And um, yeah, there's a reason why certain songs are unreleased. There's a reason why certain songs never came out. And uh, yeah, I'd like to talk about that today. But without further ado, let's do the catch up. Let's catch up. And um, and then we'll move into that main topic. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. This is the latest dispatch just received in our news. You know, I've never realized before that you were so versatile. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. Just quickly, does everyone realize that what I'm actually saying when I say greetings and, and I'm, I'm saying I'm not, I'm not saying greetings and sanitations or, you know, it's not sanitary tale. Uh, it's salutations. I'm saluting you guys. I, I just every time I listen back to it, I, I kind of think like it sounds like I'm talking about sanitary towels. Um, and I had to just get that off my chest. So now we've got that off my chest. Now what we can do is talk about what I've been doing. You know, if this worked both ways, if this was a phone call, I'd like to know what you you guys have been doing. But since I'm the only one here and I'm the only one with the microphone at the moment, uh, I'll tell you what I've been doing. Maybe in the comments you can let me know what you've been doing. Yeah. So, um, as I said last week, like I was, um, I was planning to work on some new beats. I was originally planning to work on beats for craftybeats.com, you know, for other people to use or, or whatever, whether it's in songs or videos or whatever. But I, uh, I kind of got a bit selfish. I can't, I kind of started working on a lot of beats for me and I, I don't tend to use a lot of my own beats. I, I mix it up with, you know, other producers from around the world and, and things like that. Certain people that I like using on on production. 
because they've got like they've got better beats than me. I'll, I'll just say it. Impossible. But I've I've really been like focusing. I need to get to a point, man. Like you know where where I produce everything, and um, that's kind of it's kind of where I'm at. I'm I'm producing a lot of beats that I'm actually liking. Uh, I'm producing a lot of songs in full where like if anyone follows me on Facebook they'll see a little like you know a couple of weeks back I wrote something about like producing writing and recording a whole song it's like a four and a half minute song I, I produced the beat I did I, I did all the lyrics and and recorded everything like all in one day and it was um I think I'd started maybe like midday you know afternoon something like that uh, I started working on the beat and then I thought of the the chorus, so I started, you know, putting demo vocals down for the chorus. And then, you know, I have my little cigarette breaks every now and then. And I, uh, I, I don't know, I just started thinking of lyrics for the verses. And and the more I produced and and chopped together and and played on, you know, the keyboard and everything, the more I was like, oh shit, this sounds good. Like, let me let me do the whole thing today. So, yeah, from it was probably like a six hour recording session maybe I think I, maybe it was like you know midday or three o'clock between then and into the evening and I was recording and uh, I, yeah I managed to do the entire song and so since doing that I kind of want to do more of that I, I kind of enjoy you know writing and, and recording everything on that one session I'm not used to doing that that's like very different for me usually I will lay down a chorus first and and then I'll like spend the week like an entire week on one song I'll, I'll uh I'll record a chorus and spend the week thinking about what I want the song to you know talk about and um yeah so it's very it's very different for me to lay down an entire song all in one session I, I I've done it before but I don't do it too often uh this is a super long fucking catch up, man. Shit. Uh, I need a, I need to put myself on a time limit. Anyway, other than that, yeah, I uh, I finished writing for some of the Show Must Go On songs. So there's a song called I Ain't Yours. I finished writing that song. It's a very aggressive, angry song aimed at... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I, I basically... I, I got fired from like five different fucking jobs last year and, and so this song sort of talks a little bit about some of those jobs. Not all of them, but some of them. And um, what else did I finish up? Uh, I finished up another song called I Ain't Dead Yet. Both of these songs will go on, show must go on, like I say. Um, so I, I the, these two have been sitting, you know, unfinished for a little while and they're good songs so I, I you know I needed to really finish them up like pull my finger out and, and finish them up so um the design you know for the you know the artwork for show must go on I've started that the cd looks sick it's kind of funny like I have said before I'll always print cds but um yeah if you don't get the cd then you're, you're not going to really give a shit about the artwork so you're all you'll see all you guys will see if you if you only like stream albums or whatever all you'll see is just like the one picture which to me is kind of like i don't know it's kind of boring but um you know that's uh if that's what you guys like and you just want to listen to the music rather than um you know look at the artwork or whatever I, I can get that as well i understand i need to do a photo shoot for show must go on i've got this like real cool idea for the front of it for the front cover but um it's going to take a few things it's going to cost a little bit of money uh need a few extra people in it and, and things like that so yeah it's gonna it's gonna take a little while but i'm looking forward to doing what i'm gonna be doing 
This is like the longest fucking catch-up section. I'm gonna, I don't know whether I should like chop this shit down and edit this down. I, who knows what I'm gonna be doing? You never know. Results are in from the last poll, last week's question. Uh, is social media bad for us? We had 82% say yes, so 18% say no. Um, one of the comments was from Sean. He says, it's a mixture of good and bad. Um, I agree. I think um, I think it's very useful, but uh, I do think it's, it, there's a lot of negative shit that comes along with it. Anyway, let's uh, let's quickly get back on track. Uh, this is this intro, this catch up is uh, is doing my head in. Let's uh, let's get into the main topic. No further details available at this time. So, posthumous albums, albums like being released after someone died, after the artist died, like oh, yeah. that's what we're talking about. If you've ever picked up a Tupac album, there's like 80% chance that it uh, it was released after he died. So there is that. Michael Jackson, he's got like he's got like two albums under his belt, which uh, you know came out after he died. Uh, one came out in 2010 called Michael. Uh, I I don't think I listened to all of that album. Um, and the other one came out 2014, which is called Escape. I've got that album. I liked it. You know, uh, it even includes what's yeah. This is something that I should mention. The good thing about that Michael Jackson album is it actually features some of the original songs. Uh, so I think, if I remember rightly, I think Timberland and Justin Timberlake they were like involved in that project somehow. There was a couple of people, a couple of different producers on that album, and they, you know, they did. I think they did quite well with what they with what they did. But what they did is they they included some of the original songs um on on the track list so you had what was it like eight songs remixed and reproduced and everything all glossy and then they had another eight songs which were the original version and then they included then they included a version with Justin Timberlake which was uh Love Never Felt So Good uh which you like you know you might have heard I'm not sure I think if I remember like when that came out it was pretty much everywhere um so yeah, Michael Jackson, he's got he's got two albums which have come out since he died, which, you know, let's be honest, they were always going to do. They were always going to release Michael Jackson songs after he died. Biggie, he's got what's he got? He's got Duets came out in 2005. Uh he's got Born Again, which came out in 1999. Technically, he, you know, Life After Death is posthumous, but he it's not like he um, wasn't involved in that project. You know, that was all done, ready, um, and then and then he died. So he, he died like the, like just before it came out, Life After Death. That was 1997. And then the more recently, The King and I with uh, Faith Evans that came out last year. Um, I, I didn't check all of that out, actually. I, I think I heard like the single, which was cool, but yeah, I wasn't really checking for it. Tupac as well, Are You Still Down? That came out in 97, uh, Until the End of Time, 2001, Better Days, 2002, Loyal to the Game, 2004, Pax Life, 2006. And then obviously, you know, he's got like greatest hits and things like that, which is why I say, you know, if you've got a Tupac album, there's like 80% chance that it came out after he died. So, yeah, I just want to I want to talk about, you know, are they even appropriate? Like, is it cool to do this? <laughs> um, I I personally think like when it all comes down, like I, I think um, it needs to be about quality, like people that are involved in the project. They need to 
certainly be people that kind of knew the artist or at least knew their sound not so i don't think like if i rewind a little bit and i go back to the biggie duets um i thought that album was terrible um i i thought there was let me just pull it up on my itunes right quick uh, i think i've got it do i have it on here <laughs> I, I went to type in duets and it came up with diets maybe someone was trying to tell me something uh yeah so we've got uh i mean jay-z jay-z was always you know gonna be on there like he was on life after death so that makes that kind of makes sense you got big pun and fat joe like that kind of makes sense that's cool snoop that's cool but is debatable like it's cool but it's debatable uh faith evans obviously you've got the game you've got diddy i mean obviously diddy nelly jagged edge uh tupac mary j blige Nas, Lil Wayne, Jim Jones, Jules Santana, Akon, Slim Thug and T.I., uh, yeah, and Korn, um, Bob Marley. I mean, there's there's loads. There's lo- Obviously, it's, a, it's called a duets album. Like, it's called Duets, the final chapter. And I remember when it came out and I kind of, you know, listening to not just the features. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, all of these artists are cool. Like, um, but if you listen to the production on on the album the production i think is what got me the most yeah it just to me it didn't really sound like something that biggie would have wanted to be on i really liked the song with the game and faith evans 1970 something 1970 something yeah like that that to me was like one of the best songs on there but it did yeah again like i say like the the production on it there was some really I don't know whether I'd say cheap sounding beats. I don't know. It, if you haven't heard it, I recommend you checking it out and and um, coming to your own conclusion. But, you know, Ready to Die was such an amazing album. Life After Death, such an amazing album. And if we go from those two albums to Born Again, I'm not even going to lie. Like I, I really liked Born Again. I thought there was a lot of really dope beats on it. I think the collaborations made sense. You had, you know, like Method Man and Red Man. That was always going to be a sick collaboration. I can't even complain about Born Again. I feel like it wasn't too far removed from the sound that, you know, Biggie was was accustomed to. If you fast forward then to the Biggie duets, I I think this is where we get into that whole posthumous albums being a bit of a bad idea. I feel like sometimes these albums are just done for profit just to just to earn a bit more money out of the artist some albums are maybe they're done with good intentions and then they you know the people get into the studio and they just fucking run with it i don't know but that's where you should have an executive producer overseeing the entire project that would have then said nah this doesn't sound good on a biggie album or whoever you know whoever we're talking about this is, of course, just my fucking opinion. I'm a white British person. So, like, when, when I'm talking about hip-hop, I don't really think I've got, like, the strongest leg to stand on when it comes to talking about hip-hop. But, hey, my opinion matters to me, and uh, that's all that matters to me. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Tupac albums. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Tupac, Tupac, Tupic. I, uh, I grew up listening to a lot of Biggie and a lot of Tupac. My favorite albums by Tupac would have, would either be Me Against the World or All Eyes on Me. All Eyes on Me, that's um, one of one of my favorite 
albums by Tupac, but then you do also have the Seven Day Theory under his alias Machiavelli. So that comes. I mean, I used to I used to bump that pretty much every fucking day. I think some of the strongest albums that came out after his his death. Um, I mean. <sighs> I'm going to step on a few toes now when I say this. Okay, let's put it this way. Loyal to the Game. When when Loyal to the Game came out, I didn't like it at all. I didn't like the production. I didn't like just some of how it was put together. I felt like it was very edited and it, it didn't sound pure and it, it didn't to me it didn't it didn't sound right when it first came out. When I go back to it now, I don't know whether it's <laughs> whether it's hindsight, whether it's nostalgia or what. like. But when I play it now, I'm, I can appreciate it a little bit more. I think it's more of a solid album than I first thought. So I guess, you know, I guess opinions can change. I'm just going to leave it there. That's all I'm going to say about Loyal to the Game. I, I think when it first came out, I didn't really like it. And then it grew on me. When you listen to some of these songs, they do just sound very edited, which... I think is obviously, you know, it's difficult for someone to work on an entire album uh, when the artist is dead and they've just got acapellas to work with. I get that. So that if I'm honest, like for what it's worth, you know, considering he uh, Eminem would have produced everything from the ground up or the majority of the beats from the ground up using just acapellas, I think that is you know, impressive. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, my favorite albums by Tupac were, you know, were when he um, when he was alive. So I'd, I'd say All Eyes on Me and Me Against the World. And I'm not just saying that to be like, oh, I like his original stuff. <laughs> you know, it, I'm not doing that. I mean, I can I could admit when when songs are, are good. I, I, you know, in particular, off of Loyal to the Game, I liked, um, yeah, I love, well, no, I loved Hennessy with Obi Trice. I thought that was cool. You know, obviously some of the other posthumous releases, like Are You Still Down, uh, that came out in 97, I think. You know, that's got songs on it like Hellraiser, uh, Wonder of Heaven Got a Ghetto. Like, there's some really good shit on there. The other one that I remember playing was Until the End of Time. And if I'm honest... I think I think until the end of time was probably the first Tupac album that I I heard. When I play Ballad of a Dead Soldier, when I play Letter to My Unborn, um, until the end of time, like these are all songs that I remember. That you know, I think these were the the first Tupac songs that I'd actually heard. Unless there was a song on All Eyes on Me, which uh, yeah, I think. Uh, maybe one of the songs off of all eyes on me but anyway i'm i'm sort of waffling as usual but i kind of yeah i i in my personal opinion i think it definitely comes down to having that sort of integrity with with what the artist would be um comfortable releasing you know would the artist want to release those songs would they approve of you know not just the verses recorded but the the final product i i don't think that Biggie would have really approved of the duets album. It just it really stands out as something that I don't I don't think he would have released personally. But you know I'm not Biggie, and um, I think that although you know when you look at the general consensus of uh, duets, I think a lot of people think the same thing. I don't I don't know how well received it was. I remember the single 
that came out, Nasty Girl. I think that was like quite a big single from from you know the time. But apparently, Rolling Stone, you know that they gave the album two stars out of five. They said that the title was wrong because the ma- the major presence of other artists, not Biggie, you know. Biggie wasn't really the focus of the album. It was, you know, it wasn't really a duet's album, so to speak. Apparently Method Man as well, in particular, was a huge critic of the album. <laughs> he said they got dudes on the album that Big never would have rocked with. And if you remember as well, Method Man was the only other rapper on Ready to Die, like Biggie's first album. Method Man was the, the only other dude on that album. And you kind of have to think about that and, th- and think, you know, was that like that that's kind of telling like that's someone that um was obviously very conscious about how they put albums together he was obviously very um you know very picky otherwise he would have you know had more people on it i imagine the single nasty girl apparently got to like number one in the uk that was on the second week of the release duets the final chapter became the highest charting album to date there outpeaking the number 23 position of life after death in the u.s nasty girl made number 45 on the billboard hot 100 and the single also made the top 20 in australia like if you go down on on wikipedia (laughs) if you go down the page on wikipedia and you see like the vocal samples so it says like biggie's vocals from it has been said come from victory uh biggie's vocals from spit your game comes from this uh like there's there's only a few from what I can see are um that come from like unreleased songs. So there's like one called Living in Pain, which comes from a song called House of Pain. Like they've taken obviously some unreleased songs, but then, you know, when you listen back, like these are just songs that we already know and they're just fucking remixed. So yeah, I mean, when you take a look at, you know, especially the Biggie album, like, you know, some would argue that the Tupac album, Loyal to the Game, was not what Tupac would have done but I do think if we compare them both if you compare duets to loyal if you like I think loyal to the game sounds a lot fucking better than uh biggie duets if I if I'm honest and um and that's nothing to do with the artists either like like we say this is to do with producers that had a hand in putting those albums together the main reason I wanted to bring this up is there's actually there's an article on complex you might have already seen this um says tupac estate plans to release multiple albums after recovering unreleased material in their settlement so basically there's there's been this um you know this this long standing uh battle to get these unreleased recordings of tupac says here tupac's estate has finally won the battle over his unreleased music entertainment one had to fork over a six-figure settlement for unpaid royalties from posthumous releases they had managed. It says the estate sued Entertainment One because the estate claimed it had missed out on royalties worth seven figures. I mean, that's, to me, that's just insane. You think the amount of money that these albums and and, um, songs would have, you know, generated over the years, especially when you, you know, Tupac is like, Tupac's an icon like at this stage you know I can imagine like Tupac's always generating money every now and then there's a new documentary or something there's always uh you know even though it's been 
so long since he died um he's still still a relevant name in in hip-hop music it says here the estate was administered by tupac's mother afini who sued entertainment one in 2013 to recover the unreleased master recordings which tupac had made though afini passed away in 2016 the lawsuit went on and was overseen by the estate's other trustees now all the unreleased recordings which hold a lot of value will go back to the estate says here as well the blast further reports tupac's estate is now sitting on two to three albums worth of material with plans to release it soon i mean that's great i would always love to hear new tupac songs even if they're old but i do go back to my original statement of is this done to profit off of a dead artist when we're talking tupac estate i don't think so i don't think it's like you know oh they're just trying to profit i think it comes down to like i said before it comes down to quality uh it comes down to would the artist in this case tupac would he want those songs released would he approve of those verses like some of the stuff that he would have recorded don't forget he recorded so much material before he died would he approve of that like you know he might have gone back later on and been like that song's fucking shit i'm not releasing that <laughs> and yeah i think i think we just need to like when in terms of this like it needs to be surely it's got to be over production it's got to be over production that the artist would have approved of if i hear a two-pack song over some trap beat mm, i'm not i don't think i'm going to be too happy about that if i see someone like lil pump on a two-pack album i don't think i'm going to be happy about that either anyway you know what time of day it is it's time for question of the day let's do this there are still too many unanswered questions Fucking damn right, there's way too many unanswered questions. My question of the day, are posthumous albums appropriate? That's a bit of a fucking mouthful as well. I hope you uh, hope you can say that with me. Are posthumous albums appropriate? I mean, it's, 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 a, bit, it's a bit of a tongue tire, that one, isn't it, eh? Huh? Yeah! I think straight off the bat, if we're just talking about releasing the album for profit, um, I think then no. no, they're not really appropriate, are they, mate? Uh, let's let's stop it. Come on. If we're talking about someone that wants to release the album to one further the career or legacy of the dead artist, then I think that's great. That's noble. If they're trying to do it to please fans that have obviously missed out on a lot of material that is very you know very good material. It's worth hearing um, decent messages within that, or just overall skill in the recordings, which you know. Uh, then I then I think it should be released. Someone who who the fuck told me this recently? Someone ah oh, Adam Ivy says this a lot, and there's someone else. I think it might be Gary V. I'm not sure. They say your content isn't for you; it's for someone else. It's it's for the people. It's for the public. Um, and when you look at music or movies or content in general, when you look at content like that it then makes you think, well, unreleased music from artists deserves to be out there because, you know, if we're looking at, you know, looking at it from that perspective, then yeah, your content should be out there and the people should be consuming consuming that content. I think it definitely just comes down to being true to the sound of the artist, not using songs that, you know, they were against as far as um, releasing personal songs or songs that were deemed subpar in their eyes 
But you tell me, what do you think? As usual, I'll be running a poll on Facebook and Instagram. Obviously, the Instagram poll will be on the story. And then, you know, the Facebook one, just look for that on um, on facebook.com forward slash official crafty. That'll be up there. You know, if you do want to join in on the discussion. If you don't, if you don't want to join in, don't worry about it, mate. It's all right. It's fine. I, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not even going to, you know, I won't talk about you or... I, I just I'll just forget that you didn't join in. It's fine. Yeah. In my opinion, I don't I don't think what should happen as well is you know like where a I don't know like a posthumous album comes out and it's got artists on it that are like hot at that time. You know like let's just say I don't know let's say the two pack album comes out and and there is Lil Pump on there or there is like I don't know like just a bunch of collaborations with people that just you know that person wouldn't have collaborated with for whatever reason you know I think that's only done obviously it's only done to boost the name of that popular artist but it's also done to generate attention for the posthumous album which I get I understand but again it has to be down in my opinion it has to be down to the integrity of you know that that artist and that producer and 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 the um you know, what they would have done and what, what, what they wouldn't have done. Uh, you know, this is their legacy at the end of the day. This is what we're talking about, right? So, um, yeah, my question is, are posthumous albums appropriate? Is it right? Is it appropriate? And how, you know, how can we be the judge? Like, you know, we don't, we're not Tupac. We're not Big E. Um, I don't know. I just think um, I, I think it, it's worth talking about as consumers, as fans, as, you know, would you listen to a new Tupac album if it had Lil Pump on it? Are you a Lil Pump fan? These aren't questions of the day, by the way. Just to reiterate, question of the day, are posthumous albums appropriate? Let me know on the poll. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, I'll be very interested to uh, to see what you guys think about this. Do you, you know, maybe you could let me know. Do you have posthumous albums? Do you enjoy them? Mainly, though, are they appropriate? That's it for today, folks. I've been your host, Crafty. This has been Radio Therapy. Thank you for tuning in. And, uh... Yeah, let me know what you think, guys. Until next time, peace. Radio, radio, radiotherapy. K-R-A-F, the T, the Y. No further details available at this time.